Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. Um, I'm your host, Joe Jr., and Shane Madrinich is my co-host, as he normally is. How's it going, Shane? Not too bad. What's happening? Not, not. Um, had a had a pretty good good first time outing with the nitro buggy, but we could talk about that a little bit later. Um. Uh, so, um, I had something for you quick. Sorry. Oh, so, uh, um, we had a bunch of local guys go to the nationals this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that ne- I'm hoping next year they're closer. If they're closer, I'll go. But if I have to get on a plane, I'm not going. And I think they're, yeah, that's tough. I think entry fees were insanely high this year. Oh, I suppose for a limited quantity of people. I'm not okay. I went to the 2010 Electric Nationals, and I think it is eighty-five dollars per class, which is I won't even say reasonable, but it's not terrible. I I swear I want to say I heard somebody say entries were over 200 a uh, class i could be very wrong with that though yeah that that hurts the pocketbook a little bit and then you have a week of hotel and all that stuff right yeah they're in indianapolis looks like uh they they have similar weather the than minnesota for racing yep you see some of the pictures they got pretty flooded out but they had an excellent crew and they got most of the stuff in in time but they got all the racing done well and they had um they had a tarp out there too and yeah, that helped it, it helped but uh, i don't think it, it it helped with the kind of rain they got man i don't know because i mean they were literally flooding out yeah that's pretty ugly yeah uh, um so let's go through uh, the local guys' results. Seth Van Dalen and Buggy got 25th overall. Yeah, that's a nice placement. Yeah, I think in truck and Buggy qualified way higher with both, but he had something happen in truck. I don't know what happened in Buggy. Kyle Holmberg finished 51st overall. I talked to Kyle. And what happened with him was he was started out doing well in the quarters. And then his motor started giving him issues like he'd flame out at the end of a straightaway, stuff like that. Oh, that's crazy. So I asked him if he's getting a new motor. He said, no, he's going to figure out what's wrong with his. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Hopefully yeah. it's hopefully it's fixable. Uh, to me, it sounds, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. He gets maximum mileage out of his stuff, though. Uh, Kyle Prasky took a hundredth overall. I think there were like 209 or 210 buggies. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And Jordan Hoosel took 126, uh, his first nationals, I believe. And then in, uh, Truggy, Seth Van Dalen took 26th place. Um, he had an issue in Truggy. I'm sure he's because he. I know he was like BQ. I know he's very close to being in the finals. Yeah, he was pretty close. Um, something happened. He was out of it in like four or five laps. I remember seeing in the results. 
I'm going to speculate uh, for a second, but I, I think I heard they had a servo problem. Ah, yep, yep. No, I heard that also. Um, yeah, uh, mechanical failures are always a bummer when you can't finish your race and see what would have really happened. Right. Um, Kyle Prasky took 92nd overall, and Jordan Hoosel 134th overall. So yeah, re- that's respectable for those guys. Yeah, lo- local guys doing well. Um, right. Yeah, and there was some controversy that, you know, I'm kind of, I was, nobody was, none of our guys were on the driver's stand for, but so Ryan Mayfield, I, I got a little bit of a different take than everybody on this. Um, Ryan Mayfield threw his radio on the driver's stand. Um, broke it. So I, I heard the full story last night on, um, radio impound when I was wrenching. So what he did was he threw his radio, it broke into three pieces, you know, and some weird guy ended up with it and wouldn't give it back to him. (laughs) He's looking for the pieces. Then when he got it back, he gave it to some kid. Sure. Um, there are a couple of misconceptions here. Ryan Mayfield did not get that radio for free. I believe he paid retail for it. I heard. Yeah. So he paid for that radio out of his own pocket. So it's not what everybody thinks it is. Yeah. He's not throwing a free radio. Exactly. Um, now, everybody, and like, we'll talk about um, Tim Smith and the great job he did later on today, but on Tim Smith's podcast, because that's all I do during work is listen to podcasts. I listen to, like, three RC ones. I listen to uh, MBM, the TSR, and the Radio Impound um, okay. whenever they come out, you know, bi-weekly or whatever. Um, they're okay shows. Um but Tim's like, this guy's a teammate of mine. He runs same servos. I don't want to be associated with that guy. And that seems to be kind of a consensus consensus, ah, consensus report. Sorry, I got tripped up a little bit there. Um, everybody's acting like, yeah, they don't want to be involved with the guy. What pisses me off about this whole situation is... The prep burger vanilla answer he put on his Facebook page. Did you read that? No, I didn't see it. I guarantee Mugen has it written as a template and has it set up like Mad Libs, like underlined for what race you're at and underlined for what you did. It was just complete garbage. Sure. he, He didn't write it, and he didn't mean it. He did not mean one word of it. And all to check it out. Oh, it's it's not good. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. And, uh, and I said this on one of the other episodes too. These these adults, these adults that something's wrong with their freaking life, that they look up to pro RC drivers. Like I'm a fan of somebody's driving. I'm a fan of this guy. I'm a fan of that guy. I'm a fan of some local people that are driving. But I would never look up to any of them. 
I have a good life. Right. I enjoy my <laughs> life. And these guys. So basically, um, well, I got it right here. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he split it into two paragraphs. Yep. It says, I am a very motivated and passionate individual who wears their emotions on the sleeve. Everyone handles situations differently. And in my opinion, that is what makes this world so interesting. If everyone was vanilla, like your response, Ryan, like your response, and kept their emotions inside all the time, the world would, the world and everything inside it would be boring. Were my actions unnecessary and wrong? Yes, for sure. Were they out of context? No. The Roar Nationals, although frustrating, the biggest race of the year for a pro driver in the U.S., this is an event, blah, and it just keeps going, and it's just sorry to sponsors and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, I was very disappointed when I read this. Because the RC world needs a heel that can win. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, agreed. So, I don't know if you follow fighting or not. Yeah, pretty minimally. Okay, let's say Conor McGregor. Everybody knows Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, when I talk to people when Conor McGregor is fighting, why they're ordering the Conor McGregor fight, it's one of two reasons. They love him, and they want to see him knock somebody out, and they think he's the greatest guy in the world because of his larger-than-life personality, and he backs up every word he says. Or they want to see him get his head knocked off. They want to see him lose. They hate him. People just despise that guy. Like, oh, Craig Kruger... We were watching a fight at when we when we used to race in Starbucks. We were watching a fight outside of Greg Gurton's trailer, and the second Connor won a fight, Craig got up and said, "This is fixed. This is fixed. This can't be real." <laughs> okay, in the RC world, if this happened in the RC world, it wouldn't bring people in from outside of the RC world, but it would take different people and it would, in the RC world, like bashers, drone racers, on-road racers, whatever, it would take people from all facets of the RC world and make them focus on racing if there was a little bit of something there. Right. Yeah, I agree. So that, you know, the, that's why I'm upset at his crappy response. Ahead, well, it's sorry. kind of the it's kind of the backpedal of you know, hey, I lost my cool, um, and I'm representing several companies. Oh, I know. You know he's it, afraid. He's afraid because he, in every right. one of those contracts he signed, he's not allowed to have his own personality. He has to have but, the personality that's wrapped up in a bow for him that's presented by his team. Yeah. Oh, you know why do why do people watch NASCAR? They watch it for crashes they do. and fights. And it's pretty pathetic because I'm one of those rare people who used to watch it for the racing until they started putting it in stages. I mean, that was a little frustrating. I quit watching after that. Right. But I used to watch for the racing. Yeah. You know, how many how many of those pro drivers throw a helmet? 
Oh yeah, and it does absolutely nothing too, which is hilarious. Right. It yep, throw a helmet. helmet or throw a helmet at a car. The Hans device Kyle Busch did a few years back. Yep. Take a take a car, smash it into another car in the pits. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Several a couple times a season. It's it's called being a competitor. It is. That doesn't mean it's right for a grown man to throw a temper tantrum. Oh no, that but it gives it something. But it's it's competition. And whether it's for a bowling trophy or a million dollars, yep, people take it seriously. Oh, for sure. Um, I tossed a radio once, probably ten years ago. That's probably when my temper was at its worst. Um, is a little 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 track we used to race at called the RC Barn. Literally seven second laps. Oof. Yeah. Super small. And I'm racing with somebody, and they're not hacking me, but they're racing me a little rough. And I got so mad, and I tossed my radio. And right before I let it go, I kind of lofted it like, oh, no. Like it's, <laughs> like it's like, what am I doing? That's funny. But I never apologized. I never said I'm sorry. I just Bought a new radio like a man, and anybody asked me about it, I told him to f off. Yeah. <laughs> but yep, that's funny. But the contracts these guys sign, I wanted to talk about that too because I remember my one chassis sponsor I've ever had for year fifty percenter is Schumacher, and over seventy percent of that contract is code of conduct. Wow. You're not allowed to have your own personality at all. Yeah, I guess the you know the company dictates you know how they want their representatives to. Um... You know what? All I gotta say is, for my representatives, all I want them to do is win and actually be themselves. Yeah, I know these. I I know none of these guys are being themselves. You know, it's okay to be frustrated. Yeah. It it happens, you know. But but so some I, somebody clips you or what you catch a well, rut and you flip. What happened was was frustrating with him. It was I think closer to the beginning of the finals, and he crashed. He got stuck. Marshall didn't see him. Got the marshal's opinion. He's fucking zinging his car, revving it. Finally got the marshal to see it. Marshall grabs him. He crashes three feet later when that same Marshall was running back to <laughs> the to the spot, and then he popped his motor when he was revving it like that. Yep. So not only, well, he gets his motors I think from Reds or something, and I that's nothing against Reds. You're gonna pop anything, fucking death. Sorry about the F word, <laughs> but you're gonna pop anything death revving it. Right, doesn't matter what brand. You could death rev whatever for a second or two, and it's going to pop. Right. So he popped his motor and tossed his radio. <laughs> he ended up that's giving... A bit of, that's a bit of frustration for sure. Yeah. That sounds like an expensive weekend for the most most people. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the, that's another thing. He did pay full price for that radio. And, I mean, I, I hate to go back on it 
but I'm going to go back on the Ty Tessman apology. And it's like the Ty Tessman apology when he ran the J-Con tires during the yep. Neil race. Yep. Which I think was absolutely ridiculous because if you're not going to race your sponsor's tire and if you're going to go against your sponsor, why didn't you run AKA the tire that's been winning there forever? Yeah. But anyways, it was just the same prep burger response. And if, if you don't know what prep burger is after this episode, or if you're listening, pause this episode and Google O and A, that's Opie and Anthony, but O ampersand A prep burger bits and listen to those guys make fun of it. Like, you know, your, your crank calls with Carmen, your, um, War of the Roses and any other thing that sounds slightly scripted on like the radio. Yep. It's prep burger. It's written for them ahead of time. It's garbage. Yeah, it's canned. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, yeah, that's my take on the Ryan Mayfield deal. He he didn't own it. He gave a fake response. And we lost a chance at having Ryan would be a great heel. You know what I mean? Because he's right. got skill. He's, yep, he does. He, he wins a lot. And right now the only real heel is JQ and Greg Dagani. Greg Dagani hasn't done anything in 10 years. JQ is on the top 25 of that top 25 list deal, but just barely. I mean, he's not making the finals at the Worlds. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's just rant over. It's well, that's my you know, thing about me. It especially helps JQ that he has his own company. Oh yeah, but he's always been like that. Yeah, that's the thing about JQ. He's always been like that, and I think he's actually settled down a little bit since he's uh, had his company. Sure. Oh, one more thing. JQ, they're going to start selling him on A-Main Hobbies again. Well. That's where he got his start, you know. Oh, the, he did. His car. Back in 2010 or 11, he had an exclusive deal with A-Main Hobbies for selling stuff. But now I think his stuff is just going to be sold through there. I don't think it's going to be an exclusive but for a while, believe it or not, his kit was the number one selling vehicle on A-Main Hobbies. I don't know. I'm, I'm very tempted to try his black buggy. He's, sure. It's getting around the track very well. I, I just, I wish I had $500 to blow. I would do it yeah. in a second if I had 500 bucks just to be like. Yeah, just to try it out. Yep, exactly. Because that, that car is tempting. So, um, did you have any thoughts on the Ryan Mayfield deal? or? No, no not other than we've already discussed. I see. You know, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. You know, guy, guy has some frustration, spikes his radio. Yeah. Man, it's the Nats. Oh, for sure. You know, it's, I, it's, I, it's the big show. I guarantee he lost money. Oh, absolutely. You know, those guys have a, you know, a bonus for, for yeah, doing certain placements. Um, one year, and this is 
a third-hand rumor, so it really can't be taken too seriously. But the last year, Jared Tebow was with um, Orion. He lost $60,000 in bonuses because that motor is such a pile of garbage. And, you know, they get that tune on it that the pros do, that pro tune deal. Yep. And the motor couldn't handle it. He's popping motors or flaming out and whatever. And that's, I think you went to Max or Maxi or something like that. And he's been doing great ever since. Yeah, that's rough when you lose you lose that much money because of that type of stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you want to talk about uh, the past couple weeks ago, MNRC. Yeah. Well, really round number two, because round number two in Duluth was rained out. Yep. Um, so, Loose Nuts. Loose Nuts. Great track. Oh, fantastic track. And... I think I said said this on the prior episode. If you're not looking at uh, the what Dark Sky app, you're screwing up. Yep. Guess what was way more correct than everything else? Dark Sky. <laughs> there were people that did not come because the weather looked so dire. Yeah. Lo and behold, yep. we had a whole day of qualifying in. Oh, we got... I think there was only like 20, 30 minutes delay in practice yep. on Friday. We got a whole day of qualifying in. Right. We got going an hour and a half late on Sunday, but we still got all the mains in. Yeah. And that was by choice. Yeah. The, the start on Sunday. Yeah, we could have mudded it out, but there was enough window there to... So... You uh, didn't you play a little bit of uh, alphabet soup with the nitro buggy? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, I I just didn't qualify as well as I should have. Yep. You know, round one, um, I had a bad glow plug. That was my mistake. Yeah. And you know, just figured it out like halfway through the the qual. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. You know, so yeah, so we spun a new plug in. Everything ran great. Um, round two, I think I placed pretty decent. Round three was fair, but it just wasn't enough. So I think I was, um, I think I was seated third for the start of the C main. Okay. Maybe second. Gotcha. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So did you win the C or second? So yeah, so I won the C and I think it was like lap two, my transponder quits working. Oh, and and Justin Hazy's announcing me in tenth, and I'm like, how can I be in tenth? Yep, I, nobody's passed me. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Weta yells up to me and he says, "Hey, you know, you're covered. Uh, we got you being hand counted right now." Yep. So he goes, "Just keep running." So I run, um, won the C. Okay. And turns out Seth Van Dalen went into the booth and counted for me. Oh, that's so cool. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always good to have somebody. Because I know when I announce a race and I have to hand count, it takes away a little bit. But if there's somebody there just hitting the button, whatever it is, it helps out a ton. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really cool of them to do. So what happened to your transponder? Unplugged or did it break? You know, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, When I got back to the trailer to check it out, it was flashing. 
So oh, I, that, I don't know. That's flashing. Usually isn't good, is it? Well, wait. Well, I think that's what they do. The you know the little light on the transponder okay. was flashing. Yep. That's weird. So I'm, I don't know if I have a loose wire or, or what happened, but yeah. I just I threw a new one in for the next round. Yeah, that's a good plan. So uh, the B main, you start. What'd you start then? Tenth. Let's see, it'd be tenth. Yep. Yep. Started tenth and finished third for the final bump spot. Ah, nice. Yeah, and then you did pretty. Well, you and I battled a little bit in the A. Yeah, we battled. That was fun. It was. Uh, it is a little bit. There's a little bit of frustration in there with the lap car, but I don't think we need to get into that. <laughs> no, I'm. I agree with you. Yep. Yeah, but yep. I I finished where I qualified, ninth place. Yeah, I finished tenth. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, did you uh straight make the A with the E buggy? Straight made the A. Yep. Nice. The, that there started was, ninth. Yeah, there's like forty forty one E buggies there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good turnout. Where'd you uh, end up overall? Um, ninth actually okay yeah. it was it was pretty cool because after um after a2 john was eighth i was ninth and Derek Ruport was 10th oh. so we had three of our club guys right in a row nice nice that was pretty neat yeah i uh yeah qualifying for the buggy actually qualifying at that track was uh went very very well for me especially when we got to the X3 rounds when you yep. switch your tires to X3. Um, I got a controversial five in there, but I did the math and I would have ended up fifth in that round anyways because uh, they had the loop set up way too close to one of the jumps. They had it going across pit lane, but into the other lane and basically yep. buried into a jump. Right. So people were counting, you know, when they were hitting that because they right. had the fast lap set at 29, and I'm turning 34s, so when I hit that area, it counted me as done. Yep. But if you would have added five, six seconds on that, I would have still ended with a five, fifth sure. overall. Yep. Um. But the computer was set up all wonky, which I believe they have it fixed now. Because um, it was a three-way tiebreaker between Alan Smith, me, and Danny. And we looked okay. at it, and I forgive it if it was Ifmar rules or Roar rules. I would have stayed ninth, no matter what happened. I would have stayed ninth in the A. Sure. Because... For people who don't know, we take nine into the eight and bump three from the lower mains. So 12 end up in the in the main. Yep. So Alan and Danny, though, would have been switched. Danny. Would oh, have, that's interesting. Danny would have been eighth. Alan would have been tenth. Okay. I think they're looking at IFMAR rules. I'm not exactly sure. sure. Uh, the, 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 the default is IFMAR. I don't know. Or it could have been rural rules. I don't know what I don't know what rules they're looking at, or what rules that we should have been following, but we haven't. But whatever rules it's it was that wasn't 
being like whatever checkbox on the program wasn't clicked to where it counts points a certain way it's clicked now okay so, yeah, eric swanson and i ran into that same problem at our electric boogie race yep where he and i were tied for points and i beat him uh because of the fmr tiebreaker and we we're trying to figure it out but it really wasn't that clear yeah exactly and, and that's a problem it's really because we we're in the booth Sunday morning for a good 25 minutes just trying to figure it out. Sure. But I would have started ninth, and that's, hey, you know what? That was my first time racing a nitro buggy since 2009. Yeah, that's cool. That's respectable. Yeah. And I um, qualified seventh in Truggy and finished ninth. I was having an issue with the changing track. So the track had a day of practice on it. Yep. And we qualified on it, and it was starting to groove, and it was getting fast, and it was getting really good. Right. But then it went back to that weird transitional state during the mains. Well, we got that rain overnight. Yeah, Saturday we got the night. rain overnight. But I was thinking before, I was thinking for the A mains, it should be back to where it was. Yep. Except it was only 60 degrees out. Yeah. <laughs> it got super cold. It was like 80, 84 the day before. Yep. It was like 60, 62 degrees for the main. Yeah, it was just overcast all day. It was. So that threw the track. Didn't do what it. Honestly, I learned that uh, I, I do well on very wet tracks or very groove tracks, and I just suck on the loam. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, especially especially tire choice. Oh, you know, for in sure. round two of e-buggy, I thought, you know, I'm going to go out on a fugitive light. Yep. And I don't know what I was thinking because it was so dusty out there. I actually lost a whole lap. Really? From the first round just yeah. because of tires. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, we're going talk to talk about tires later because that's a question one of our listeners asked about Duluth. Yep. But um I never thought it got to the Fugitive of Lights oh, never during did. during qualifying day, maybe the third round. But what Kyle Holmberg's been talking is he just runs green reflexes, period. Sure. Um I guess they're a little bit more forgiving with dust. Hmm. So I ordered some up. I'm gonna give him a shot. Um yeah. all right. Um, next race for the, uh, Minnesota Nitro Series, whatever, MNRC, they tried taking the Nitro out of the name years ago, but look, it's a Nitro event. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are half of the classes electric now? I think it's kind of shrinking. If you think about it. So we did not have stock buggy this time. Right. And there were only... Five Pro Fours and two Wheel Drive Sportsmans basically dead. There was only five Pro Fours, huh? Yeah, you know what? That's those, pretty low. Those boys better pick it up, cause we were waiting for Volunteer Marshals before the buggy or truggy race. One of the I, I, I think it was the buggy. Yeah, it's a buggy race. Yeah, I remember standing up at the driver's stand. Yeah, all five Pro Four drivers were out there. But guess what? You need three or four more volunteers. That's not right. okay. Yeah. So 
if you're a Pro 4 driver and you want to keep running your class, step it up. Make it to the races. Stop making excuses. The yep. end. Yeah. We I know have... Zach will be there. He'll be there for the Duluth race. Well, yeah. Um, you know, there... You know, there were and get a lot of people looking at the weather, and they blame that for not showing up, and that really kind of ticks me off. Yeah. Speaking of people that haven't been there, what about the Silva Cools? Yeah, Ben and Sam usually don't. They always, they're all the, their intentions are to hit enough MNRC races. But they never do. Something always comes up. They're churchgoers, so things come up with church and whatnot. Sure. I I remember trying to go to church, and that's not my deal. Yeah. And it took up way too much of my time. It's like, uh, you guys are asking way too much out of me. Yep. um, So... The Duluth round here coming up. Now, this is the one you bring your kids, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Yep. Um, it's going to be during the county fair. Exact. Mini donuts. Yeah, mini donuts, cheese curds, whatever. Yep, any um, greasy food you're looking for, it'll be there. Yeah, they're, I guarantee they're going to have midway rides, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely they will. Um, I'm a little, well, not disappointed because I understand the concern with this. Um, people are very, very, very afraid of theft. Um, I saw a few posts about that. When we raced, last time we raced at the county fair was probably 09. There were zero issues with it. I mean, I know things change and whatnot, but. My advice is just don't be stupid about your stuff, and you'll have no issues. Right. Um. So, uh, um, are you guys going to be running the same layout because we didn't get a run at it uh, for the first Duluth round? Well, the hope is to make some subtle changes. Okay. You know, just uh you know cuz there's some concern about the local drivers having a you know having a one up on the rest of the drivers oh, which you can sure. understand yep um the hope is this coming saturday we're going to get an opportunity to just do some subtle things uh it'll be some lane changes um take out some of the smaller jumps and you know put something somewhere else so we're we're hoping to be able to get that in just the, the weather overall has not been cooperative oh i know it's looked brutal up there uh kevin's pretty mad because he hasn't been able to run his uh new associated buggy <laughs> yeah we were there well thursday night we got rained out uh that well it didn't rain but it, it the track just Wednesday. didn't dry out enough yeah we went up friday to just get some practice and i was up there with kevin yep as soon as he got there he was getting his car ready it downpoured for five minutes that's We're in the fun. track for the rest of the night. That's so good. I'm getting some feedback out of you. Oh. Hold on. Let me turn you down a little bit. There we go. Sure. That might have helped because you okay. were all of a sudden you're uh, redlining. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. You're good now. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited for it. Um, 
We'll go through uh, tire selection again during fan questions. Um, what else do I got? Oh, there's going to probably, there is going to be a gate fee to get in. Um, yep, it's going to correct. It's going to cost money to get in because it is a county fair. I don't know how much it is now. Can't be more than ten bucks. I want to yeah, think. I want to say something like eight. Yeah. So yeah, that one's coming up. Um, you know what? Keep your eyes on the dark sky weather app because that's been right every time. And. If you're not keeping your eyes on that, there's also a National Weather Service one that's pretty close to the Dark Sky app. Um, let's see what else do we got here. I'm loading. I'm downloading Dark Sky as we speak. I heard on iPhones it costs money. Three ninety nine. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I, I I've had it for free for so many years. But what's nice about Dark Sky is you type in the address and it gives you accurate forecast for over that plot of land. Okay. Like I, I did that for Loose Nuts and, you know, for those little sprinkles we got here and there, the yep. majority of it kind of horseshoed around us. Sure. And the app predicted it. Now here, just pulled up my address. Yep. So, oh, I want to give a shout-out real quick to Lead Finger Racing. So, I got that nitro buggy, and I threw to, threw together a crappy body. Um, I had the stock Kyosho one for a nitro body. And anybody that's got a Kyosho knows a stock body sucks. They make them thicker, which are better, but the one that comes in the box sucks. It, it's odd. So the windshield is, you know, your normal thickness. It's thick, yeah. but you go to the back, like the back half of it where you cut for your motor, your body post, all that stuff. Sure. It's beyond paper thin. Yes. Super, super thin. Yeah, that'll flex and crack. Yeah, so during the main, it broke. So I love Lead Finger, the Lead Finger Truggy Body, the Strife. I've been telling Weeda to get it every day. Every single day, I text Weeda and I go, you get the Strife yet? And he <laughs> goes, oh, hell no. <laughs> but it, it does give you more steering and it cools your motor better for the truck. Okay. So I'm like, well, I want to try the buggy one. Well, for the Nitro... It said out of stock, so I PM. L let me get this guy's name right. It's Chris something. Uh, I should have been a little bit more prepared and had it up. I'm almost there. Chris Schaefer. Chris Schaefer is the owner of Lead Finger Racing. And I sent him a PM on Facebook. I'm like, hey, do you have any of these in stock and you just haven't put them on your webpage yet? He goes, no. He goes, we're done making it for the nitro buggy because it didn't sell well because everybody's basically switched to e-buggy. I'm like, well, that's a bummer. Well, thanks anyways. He goes, wait, 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 wait. I go, what? He goes, in the notes, say that you want it for the nitro buggy and I'll make it for you and I'll ship it tonight. 
I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, it's uh. no problem. So he pulled me a nitro body and shipped it to me. I got it, both bodies within like three days. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Just awesome customer service. And these things are thick. I don't think they're going to break on me. Well, the the Truggy one I know is not going to because I've had the Strife since it came out for the Truggy, and it's a very strong body. Sure. Um, I'm going to assume the same out of the buggy body. But, yeah, no, dude's an awesome guy, um, and he makes that's, a great product. That's pretty nice. Yeah, he makes a great product, too. It's You don't get that out of the bigger companies um, because – it's not that they don't care. It's that they don't have the time. And he's still building up his name and reputation and all that crap. So he's like, yeah, I'll pull you on. It probably took him 10 minutes. So, um, you know, it, it was just very, very nice. And Bruce, Bruce St. Ives, um, if you're friends with Bruce on Facebook, uh, he painted him up for me. Did an excellent job with that. So I just yeah. got to cut them out and strengthen them up, and I'm good to go. Yeah, that's good customer service. For sure. So um, let's go on from that. Uh, before I get into anything else, do you have anything that you'd like to talk about, any topics? I'm sorry I forgot to ask you before the show. I woke up from a nap, and then I hopped on this because it's like, oh, crap, I'm going to be late. <laughs> No, I think, you know, I think we're kind of covering the main things, you know, um, looks like, looks like Andrew Mowry and MMR have got their new place set up. Yeah. Um, I have you know, seen some pictures. Looks pretty good. I heard the carpet only with the buggies are awesome. Really? Um, yeah, it's, it's very consistent and obviously all the grip in the world. Right. Yep. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, I heard great things about it. Um, there were everybody some... likes grip. Oh yeah, no, yeah. There are those guys that they claim to like the loose sideways track. You know what? Give them all the grip in the world. They're gonna change their tune very, very fast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few drivers um, in our local club that are like that. One guy, and I'll leave him unmentioned. Okay. Is very good with grip. And then there's another guy who's not good with grip and does well in loose. Okay, yep. And, that can and that's on the dirt. Yeah. Oh, man, I lost my steam for the Ryan Mayfield thing. I forgot to mention one more thing about it. You know who should have been punished in this whole Ryan Mayfield thing? I'm going back to it because we're kind of in between things. The marshal. The marshal should have been punished. Sure. The marshal, well, not on the second one, but on the first one. Something should have happened to that marshal. I don't know daydreaming. why. Daydreaming. Yeah, daydreaming, not paying attention to your spot. And it happens constantly at every every single race week, every single race day, across every single track, across the world. It happens constantly. Yep. And I guarantee it happens with the same people over and over and over again. Yeah, I bet it's repeated. Yeah. Everybody gives that Sally-ass excuse, oh, well, you shouldn't have crashed. Yeah. 
Those, <laughs> those same people that give that excuse, guess what? They're crashing as much as the rest of us. Right. And yeah. I guarantee they've gotten screwed out of Marshall, and internally they say, Ugh. you know, there, there was a couple times during Loose Nuts that I got screwed, and I screwed one guy on a Marshall, and, you know, it happens. Yep. I had to yell a couple times. Yeah. Just just to get attention. Well, what sucks is with Nitro, if you yell, it doesn't matter. They can't hear you. They can't right. hear you if they're right underneath you. Right. That's true. So, it, and, and it's pretty common to rev your engine to get, I don't do it. I know that, you know, the loose nuts guys, they set my motor up. And I know it's going to idle forever if I have gas in it, if I'm. You know, if I'm not pushing it, which I did not do, I was going to go 10-minute runs. I decided against it. Sure. Which was a good thing because the weather was a little weird and I wasn't getting great mileage. So I just kept it on a seven-and-a-half-minute deal. Okay. But it's like, dude, eventually the guy's got to see me. Right. Because I'm not going to death rev that motor. Yep. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyways, that that's the one other aspect I wanted to put into it. Um, the marshals aren't held responsible enough. I mean, I <laughs> I've had some crazy crap happening with me that happened to me when I marshaled. Back when I back when I was nine or ten, there was this guy named John Moe. Well, he 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 was he was racing when I started racing. He literally used to come to the track with 10 or 15 vehicles because he was going to get pissed off and he was going to break them over his knee. And there's nothing worse as a kid getting yelled at by a guy like that. And he always had a big ass knife on his ankle, stuff like that. <laughs> Dude was a dirtball. You know what? Where he got his money for all this RC stuff, I'm going to say crime. He is and was a criminal. I don't know if he's still alive. The Interesting. The dude was just freaky. Uh, <laughs> but when he yelled at you, now that's scary, and that's why it should be handled by a race director. Yeah, right. And something should happen with the marshal. Yep. Anyways, yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, I meant to take take that rant onto the Mayfield deal. I just yep. remembered it now. Hey, let's let's go back to, to you and I battling for a second. That was fun. That was fun. I remember... Do you recall the move I made on you? <laughs> yeah, and I go, <laughs> damn it. And you're like, it was legal. And it's like, I'm, yeah, I I'm know. Like, I'm like, what? That was clean. It was you clean. Know? I just was like, damn it, Shane, because you made that move on me. <laughs> Oh, it was. I wasn't mad was at good. you. I was mad at myself. <laughs> well, yeah, you just went a little wide. It was a beautiful move, and, and we barely and touched. I stuck rims. it right in the corner yep. and just slid right in front of you. That was an awesome move, but it was frustrating because I let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> for position, it was for position. We were battling yep. for ninth and tenth. No big deal. Yep. What you want right. to know? Something that's really frustrating. How close? Uh, like, I was falling back. Like, something happened with m my buggy. Um, the wing assembly was falling apart along with the back of my body being broken. Okay. So my wing was cocked at a funny angle, 
and one of those super long button screws that held the wing mount together was just about falling off. Oh, sure. Um, but my buggy was handling real funky, and it was because of the body and the wing scenario. Okay. But how close I was to eighth place was ridiculous. Um, I had no idea. I would have driven harder, and by before you flamed out, you were right there too. Yeah. We had yep. no idea. Yeah, that was a lesson learned for me. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, let me look look up the results because uh, that was some. Oh man, hold on, live RC. But that that was a great. Uh, the mains were even though I didn't drive as well during the mains as I did during qualifying. Yeah. It was a great time. It's always a great time racing at Loose Nuts. Absolutely, it is. And uh, all the tracks on the series, it's a great time. Let's see here results. I got it pulled up too. So let's see here. We got Nitro Buggy aiming. Who won that? Uh, Kyle Holmberg won that, I think. Yep, he did. Oh, great! Great time for my phone to freeze. You know what? Fifty three laps. Fifty three. Nice. Public yeah, service him and, announcement. Him and Kendall. Though. Oh, yeah. So is Kyle Holmberg, Kendall Welch, and Tony Sletton on the podium. Seth Van Dalen misses the podium by four seconds. Yep. And then um, Greg Baumel. Looks like Baumel and Tim McNamara had a pretty... I, uh, no, I did not. I, I out-qualified McNamara in one round, but not overall. Okay. So... Oh, yeah, see, I lost a bunch of laps at the end. See, I got 48 laps, but I lost the last five minutes. I probably lost two to three laps because I was just limping. Oh, really? And you weren't that far behind me in 10th after your flame out. Right. So, yeah, that was a good time. Um, Let's see here. Let's see. Nitro Truggy, a main. Seth Van Dalen won that by a lot, by a lap. Josh Ford second, Craig Baumel third. So good job to those guys. Um, let's see the overall results for E-Buggy. Seth Van Dalen won. Won in a tiebreaker against Kendall Welch. Kendall and Seth both had uh, four points, but Seth had a win in there. So, yep. That'll do it. No, that's weird. So yeah, he's got eighteen ten oh two. I'm just looking at the overall. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so Seth got a one and a three, so he got four. Kendall, oh, and something's funky with what I'm looking at here. Because it says Seth got four points with the win, Kendall with four points for second, and Kyle with five points. For third, yep. but Kyle got a one and a three. Seth got a one and a three, but it says Seth got four and Kyle got five. I don't know exactly how that works. Hmm. Yeah, weird. I'm sure that there's something to figure out. I don't like to pretend to, pretend to know what goes on anymore because if I do, they'll ask me to announce races here and there. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. So, yeah, speaking of that, um, Starbuck, 
you know, a lot of people know that I left halfway through the race weekend last year because I was just tired of Starbuck time. It was, yep. Superman was putting on a hell of a show being a race director, getting through the rounds in an hour and a half. And then after every round, Jay's like, take an hour and a half break. You're going too fast. After, <laughs> after every round. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? It's International Fight Week. Why am I up here? Why is my time being wasted? Yeah. So I hauled home and ordered UFC 200. Um, and that was a better choice, but um, I heard uh, Superman's not announcing, so I don't know who's going to be announcing for Starbucks next week. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't even know if the race is on. I don't know either. I saw something posted to the Facebook page May 30th, and that was it. It's, um, I know most of the guys from our club aren't going. Oh, I know. Well, Jabber and Gurton were going to go, but, yeah, uh, nope. Because there's no announcer. Yeah, I think everybody's pulling the pin. Yeah. So, um, I did something silly yesterday on Facebook. I gave people option A or option B for fuel I should change to. You know, because I've been running Byron's, but um, the people who turn the screws on my motor have switched to Flashpoint. Okay. And they're liking it better. But, man, Byron's is just such a trusty fuel. It's... But I'm from what I've heard, I am going to switch to Flashpoint. It's crisper on the bottom. Um, allegedly, I heard... It's really 32%, but that's just some guy saying it's 32% without him testing it himself. Yeah. So, who knows? Scientific evidence. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's not so. So, I'm going to switch to Flashpoint. But, man, when I said that, everybody came up with their their opinions that were not option A or option B. There's a reason why I'm going to run the fuels I'm running, not only not only for um, the reasons of, because uh, Loose Nuts crew is running, it's cost-wise, too. It's what I get the fuel for. Yep. Everybody, oh, run Bones Brew. You're messing up if you're not running Bones Brew. Oh, you're messing up if you're not running VP. Besides Byron's, everything is VP-based. Everything. Yeah. Byron's is all. The reason why I like Byron's is because it's the exact same from gallon to gallon. They don't mix it in 55-gallon drums like the majority of fuel companies do. Sure. So it's the same gallon to gallon. But Flashpoint, I guess, is a very good fuel, and I'm going to give it a shot, but everybody... And then there's some weird hobby shop owner that friended me a while ago on Facebook that's saying, well, I carry this brand and this brand and this brand. It's like, hmm, good for you. That that doesn't sound... Those words you put together does not make Flashpoint. You know? Yeah, right. So, anyways, yep. I, I just thought it was ridiculous. And then Danny on my wall this morning... Um, he posted something like, yeah, this is you with RC. It's, 
And it says when you post something in a group chat and they just start hurling abuse at you. <laughs> it's like, you know what, that that's pretty accurate. So. I, th- I think sometimes people think you're an easy target. Oh, they think I'm an easy target, but also, and again, I, I've said this before with certain RC brands on my Facebook page. People get this cult mentality to them. They're like, you're not my friend if you don't run this. That's that's how they feel. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yep. You know, that's why when you switch to associate, it's like, whew, I was kind of glad. Yeah. Because even though they're, well, I don't know if they have a ton of drivers anymore in this state. They used to have a ton of drivers. But they never got that weird cult mentality to them. Sure. But, and it got that way with the fuel. Well, if you don't run this, F your mother. That's kind of what it felt like. (laughs) Wow. It really did. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of Associated, they finally dropped the 12 scale. Finally. Yep. Yep, I'm just waiting for the email saying it's available to order. So uh, run through some of the things with me. Um, So one thing that I'm sure they've done, which... Which I'm kind of excited for, and I, I, I don't have a 12-scale right now. I'm 12-scale free, so I could be swayed in any which direction. Um, Associated has very quality aluminum, and they put an aluminum chassis under that thing. Yep. And I think they finally switched to the metric screws. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't confirm that. I hope they switched the metric screws. Because, um, I mean... There's some, there's some pretty nice features, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've been talking to some people, and it's like... Everybody got scared from the aluminum chassis. Because the Mick Factory ones, or whatever, were just not good. They yeah, it wasn't It wasn't good quality aluminum. No, but the CRC one, the Roche... The ones Yari makes, they're all just fine, and they hold up just fine. Exactly. So, yeah, so I'm actually, I got excited when I saw it. Um, You can change rear ride height and something else in the rear pod height, was it? Mm. There was some rear adjustments that were very interesting. Let's see here. So taking a look, taking a look at the description. Yeah. One thing I've been racing for however many years, associated has always, always been up there with quality. Even if their cars, like they've come out with like one or two cars out of their years of being a company that just weren't good. But the part quality in those cars were even good. And sure. they, they ended up not being bad. Like the TC4, that ended up being a great VTA car. They just needed to be repurposed. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this thing, I mean, this thing does look nice. You know, it's got uh, the lower arms are, are um, carbon. Oh, for yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah, it'll be neat. It'll be neat to see once um, 
as I get get a kit in hand. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm still waiting. X-ray is coming out with one that's supposed to be a photocopy of the Associated. Um, Roche always has something good. We'll see what CRC comes out with. Yep. The thing is, if I go with quote-unquote CRC, the only real thing that's going to be CRC on that car is the rear ride height adjusters and the front end. The rest is going to be something else. Yep. Um, but yeah, this month, I don't think we talked about this on the last episode. Team Associated has come out with some uh, awesome ready-to-run off-road cars. Yep. The yeah, B, out. Yeah, the B6 Club Racer and the B64 Club Racer. Yeah. And as I become lazier <laughs> going <laughs> going forward, those options just look excellent because everything's there. Right. Um, they did some. They did some um, tests between. I think it was a full mod buggy at OCRC and the 13.5 blinky buggy that you get out of the box. They just put the proper tires on it. I don't think okay. they changed the setup. I'm sure they checked the camber and ride height. They'd be stupid not to. But out of the box, the club racer is a half second off of the you know, factory team kit or whatever. Sure. It might sound like a lot, but man... I, I bet with a few setup changes and, you know, I, I bet within time you can get that club racer as fast. Oh, I bet you can. And the B64 was around that too, about a half second off. Yep. And it was 13.5 Blinky, which I bet with the factory team, they had a 5.5 just spooled up in that thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it actually looked... Uh, Looked pretty good. Kyosho's got a new uh, Ready Set Go car that just came out. They just did the press release today or yesterday with it. The RB 6.6. Yeah, I think that's what it was, a 6.6. Yeah, they came out with that, you know, for, for, uh, hold on, I got to write something down so I don't forget and get yelled at this time. Okay. I forgot to do our sponsor last time. Oh. That's no good. Anyways, yeah, sponsor pays for our RSS feed. So, but that Kyosho, that new ready set from Kyosho looks pretty good too. So it's getting easier and easier for people to get into racing for sure. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with um, the new... Um, with a short course truck they dropped today or yesterday, that SC 10.3. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah think, I, saw that. I think that's just an inventory dump. It's got to be. I was hoping they'd come out with like a SC5 club racer. Mm-hmm. I don't know the health of that class around the rest of the country, but it just is non-existent around here. I don't know if they're yeah. feeling that around the rest of the country. Yeah, two-wheel drive short course is not not a healthy class. No. We probably get six That's on a club not night. much. That's not much. Yeah. You know, where you're talking, you know, roughly like 14, 15 
for Pro 4. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I I had everybody had one at one point. Everybody did. And it's kind of, I, I disliked it, but it did save 10-scale electric racing. But it's funny, it saved racing, and then 10-scale electric racing, people got back into where they belong in it you know a buggy or truck or a four-wheeler and then they just threw the sc uh the two-wheel drive short course away yep and that's basically what happened um oh i want to give a big congratulations out to uh, tim smith now if you don't know who tim smith is um He's got his own podcast out there called the TSR Speed Shop. He was on episode 10 of the White Rabbit Project on Netflix. It's kind of like a Mythbusters show. It's got the people, it's got Grant, Tori, and Carrie on it. He was on there for RC stuff. So um, check that out. But um, he went to texas i think it was last week uh rcdrl that's the drag racing deal the organization it was uh, rcdrl texas super nationals um he ran two classes pro stock in 2.5 to the 2.5 is a bracket car but um he won pro stock and I'll tell you what, when I listen to his podcast, it makes me want to drag race. I, I, I want to get something together. But the amount of work he puts in that car to run 1.7 second runs is the amount of work we would put into a nitro buggy. Actually, probably more work than we put into a nitro buggy for a race weekend. Oof. Yeah, he's got the thing. He's got a chassis dyno made up for it, and he sits there and he just rips runs constantly on it and just makes little adjustments and all that. He's got Hmm. this rotor Ron. I still don't know what to think of this rotor Ron guy, but it did win a drag racing event. There's this guy out there named, he calls himself Rotor Ron, and he'll take your motor and... He'll basically tune it up for you and send it back, and it'll allegedly be the fastest thing you've ever driven. I've heard good things about stock off-road. I've heard good things about this and that. But I have not heard any words about on-road. Okay. You know. Um, He's also doing Phantom Motors also. Oh, he is? Okay. I don't want to be that guy, man, but... Phantom is just so much slower than TSR in the on-road world, at least. You know, when you're running right. one cell 12 scale. Right. And, man, it's like, if you put a Phantom in, it's like putting a 21.5 in your car when everyone else is running 17.5. Sure. That TSR yeah, I, 1% I is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen any good side by side comparisons. I have as far as numbers, 
Well, you know, you'd almost want, you'd almost want the same guy to drive the different motors, you know, rather than comparing me, you. Yep. No, Senior's uh, done it. John, Senior, whoever, you know, just the same guy, take three or four or five motors, run them all and see what they run. Senior's done it. And what he's done was he, he ran the Phantom, FR1, whatever. And then he took, uh, this is last year, and he's like, it's flat as always. And then he took a TSR from two years ago, ran that, loved it, but it didn't quite have that thump to it. Yep. And then he took a brand new one, and he said it was unbelievable. He said that new TSR motor feels like you're cheating. <laughs> so people have done it. It's just, man, and the thing is, we're not even getting the FR1s that the team guys get, and nobody's getting team motors. Let's be realistic. Unless you're John Weed or Kevin Van Ert or whatever, you're not going to come close to their motors. But TSR has the closest. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I'm whoring them out, but I'm not even sponsored or have any interest. But right now, as of now, they are the best. Some people say R1, whatever. I I mean, I really, your average R1 to your average this to your average that, I don't think anybody's beaten TSR. I really don't. Yeah, not as of right now. Yeah. But again, though. Congratulations to Tim Smith on his big win. He did exactly what he said he was going to do, run straight, consistent runs, and get himself into the final, which he did. And he won the whole damn thing. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Yeah. Um, if if you're friends with him on Facebook, you know, well, if you're not, I suggest to friend him because just watching all that drag race and stuff is pretty cool. But like I said, the amount of work he does to go 1.7 seconds, man, that guy is motivated. So um, he's one of the guys, I PM him all the time, but rarely about RC is a funny thing because he's big into jiu-jitsu. Okay. And I always have questions for the guy. Um, last week I started doing just jiu-jitsu in a gi, it's no longer the beginner's class. It's just a regular jiu-jitsu class. And when we're doing actual rolling, when we're rolling rounds, I feel like a drowning rat. That's a whole different world. No kidding. Oh, just getting choked out, armbarred, all this other crap. And it's like during the drills and all that other crap, I'm doing great. And then it goes to actual rolling, you know. I'm just getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. I, I I gassed. I legitimately gassed my arms for the first time last week. And I was so frustrated because I finally got this guy in a collar choke. And I couldn't finish it. And I was on top of him. So I couldn't just quick switch to a triangle. See if I was on the bottom of him. I could have swung a leg up to the back of his neck. And then swung my other leg over my ankle and used it to work as a lever to choke him out. 
That's called a triangle. But I was on top of him, so there's nothing I could do. And he looked at me, laughed at me, and goes, are you tired, bud? It's like, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, I think we're coming pretty close to an end. Should we go to uh, listener questions? Yeah. All right, let's hit the Ryan Greening one because uh, he's got a very important question. So what tires would you say you're going to run for the Duluth track on main day? He's talking main day because he's not making uh, qualifying. Two sets. Main, main day, if it's grooved, fugitive lights. Yep. X3 compound. Okay. What about in the something else? He said two sets. Uh, yeah, I mean whole shots are whole shots are always good to have. Yeah, watch your temperature, Ryan. Because um, I learned at Loose Nuts, the whole shots are very temperature sensitive. Like, well, everything is. You know, um, I should have switched to M3 whole shots for the main for buggy. That is for sure. I had X3s yep. on. Okay. There was, like, almost nowhere on them. Yeah. And yep. and my grip was a little bit lower because I should have been M3. Yeah, right. Um, What I'm going to be working with is, let, let's assume it's grooved. I'm going to be working with Fugitive Lights and... um. I can't think of the name now. The J-Con tire. Reflex? Reflex, yes. I'm going to be working with the green reflexes. I would like to do blue, but that's not possible at this time if it's warm enough or grooved enough because nobody's got them in stock. So yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I'll be working with reflexes and fugitive lights. And on the Truggy, whole shots all day long. Um, maybe, maybe, because I've had them work a couple times on the truck up there, blockades. The track's got to be just right. It's got to be, it's got to be between 70 and 75 and a little bit of dust on the track. You know, not yep. totally clean. Blockades can work on that track. But you know, your whole shot equivalent. Yep, right. Um, like a lot of guys like your blockade obviously isn't a whole shot equivalent but a lot of guys like to run um grid irons grid irons yeah senior hates those <laughs> but yeah, I, I've, I've always kind of liked the impact okay the impact's been good on our track too yeah you know i don't ah see i i think um aka change your compound and didn't tell it because like Everybody knows that J Concepts has a new green, well, a newer green compound that's a year old. But they ain't tell anybody. It's just okay. what green is now. Green is different than green was a year and a half or two years ago. Okay. And that's allegedly the compound to have. And then they have the Dirt Tech foams, which are excellent. But anyways, I think AKA did that with their Super Soft compound. So I, I had two sets that were very similar worn, and they were both sealed up so they did not dry out. And I felt one set 
from last year. I, I bought them probably the winter. Uh, the winter of 20, like January of 2016, just getting ready okay. for the season. And then I got a new set at the end of 2016, like sometime, maybe December for, for, um, I got them for, uh, Omaha because I couldn't get AM for hole shots at the time. And they feel in your hand, a hundred percent different. They're way different feeling. So I think they might've switched up the compound. Um, Let's see, what else do we have? Let's see. Danny, what time will we be recording? Well, we got a little bit of a late start. You had a incident with your dog that your uh, how, how did your dog, your dog got injured? How did, do you know how that happened? Not not sure how it happened. He's a, he's a miniature dachshund. Oh, I got gotcha. you. He's yeah, a low so rider. He, yeah, they're, they're prone to back problems. Yep. Okay. And. Yeah, he's got something going on with his back legs, so he's got a tweak back. That's a bummer. Um, I have a pug. We've had the wife and I have had him since before we had kids. He's the one who just barked because I said pug. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's had. Um, we almost had to have him put down two years ago. His trachea just collapsed on him one night, and he couldn't oh, breathe. So he's got this flexible trachea deal going on. Okay. So, but that's under control, and then all of a sudden he's having ear infections like crazy. It's whatever, dogs. What we do yep. for them and what they do for us. Pet ownership. Yep. All right, Dan Hammond. Ah, is Rob ever going to eclipse a 9.3 second lap? I'm assuming it's something at Genesis that he did yeah, with. A he's talking sedan. Yeah. You know what? No, he's not. Because I bet you oh. Brandon's going to change the layout. <laughs> yeah. um, he says, also, he has a gallon of VP. Would you like it? No, I would not like it. <laughs> uh, when will Kevin quit being a little bitch and run 17.5 touring car? Yeah. He's He's got one. Does he? He has one. I did not know this. He's 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 got it. He's just got to run it. Yeah, I don't that's, know. That's kind of been the talk though. Is is um, trying to build that class back up. And what's going to do it is the new Roar rule. Is switch into twenty one five. When for stock. Ro- yeah, for stock. Stock will become twenty one five. Essentially, that'll kill USGT. But. Dude, 17.5. You know what? I would run 21.5 sedan all day long. Because, um, what was, however many years, what was it, two, three years ago at Genesis when I just go to WIDA, it's like, dude, I will trade you this brand new sedan for that CRC 12 scale. I still had a USGT car at a with a 21.5, and it okay. was great it it was still a rubber tire car yep but just taking that little bit of power out you weren't breaking every time you touch something um it drove in and out of the corners very well i think 21.5 is the correct move 
for sedan. But also we were forced to run those garbage gravity tires that don't even hold a candle to everything else out there. Sure. That that could that probably was the worst thing with that when I had that car. Yep. But anyways, yeah, um, I'm all for him changing that to 21.5. Um, also, he goes, is there any interest in an on-road setup clinic? If he could get something centrally located to do it at, like if he yeah. could get it at MMR, all day long. Seriously, all day long. I would go, I've been racing longer than him, but he's paid more attention and he's put more effort into it. And obviously his driving's way better. Exactly. If him, if he did one and he had John Wee to help him or something like that, I would pay, I'd pay 50 bucks. That is worth, if if you made it an all day deal, and structured it around racing and really taught us what we need to know. That is a $50 event. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. Um, would, would, would you go to something like that? Oh, absolutely. I would. Yeah. Let's see under that. He, yeah, there's just a bunch of crap about what motor and body he was running. Um, Scott Schultz thinks um a nitro tuning clinic would be nice nitro tuning clinic would be good depending on who did it right if the loose nuts crew did it i'd be there all day long i would love to learn what they're doing to my motors yep i have i i'm i've been picking up a little bit but i still have no idea exactly what's going on but anybody else, I don't think I'd go. Um, the, well, maybe Kyle Holmberg, too. Kyle did a tune to my motor last year, and it gave my car, or my truck, I should say, a different feel than what it had been doing before, but it ran just as well. So sure. Kyle's got a different way of tuning the motors that also works well. Yep. So if Kyle Holmberg... Or the loose nuts crew did it. I'd I'd be there. Um, what would you think about a nitro deal? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've only run nitro for two races, so <laughs> I'd like to learn everything I can. Oh, for sure. I've been doing it for a season and a half now, and I still don't know anything. Yep. Um, Conrad Basie. He's got a couple here. Uh, my opinion on 50% drivers, is it hurting the in- industry? Um, and he said something about new drivers. Oh, we'll, we'll hit his first question first. 50% drivers hurting the industry. Um, yes and no. Here's the deal. I think that whole program... I think it's given out too much. I get why there's 50% drivers because it's a guaranteed customer for the company, which is good for them. They're selling 
to what they would to a distributor or maybe making more off you depending on your deal. Um, I think they're giving out too much. I think, I think there should be one or two per, maybe even per state. You know what I mean? Yep. Then you got guys like Steve Nelson who's earned their 70 or 75%. percent mm-hmm. You got people like that. Um, but I think it's overused. The, the positive, um, we're oversaturated. And I, sure. I mean, I know you're a 50% driver, but I, yep, I am. There's nobody around Duluth that runs associated. Is there? Um, not for sponsorship, not for sponsorship. Nope. I just got a weird echo off you again, but you're not redlining. That's weird. Um, I think they need to turn it back a little bit. Say what, I I don't think you should be able to just hand in your generic resume and be like, here, and then they're going to obviously say, yeah. The, um, Losey is a harder one to get sponsored by, I know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, right. Um. Oh, I was going to say when we were talking about um, Andrew's track, about the Losey, that is the car to have from what I've been hearing. The Losey is allegedly the absolute best. I've heard that from a few people. Interesting. Yeah, on the carpet-only situation. Um, yeah, what I'd like to see with 50% sponsorship, so... And have it be legit, not 50% off of an overinflated retail to where you're only saving a couple dollars. I want to see a 50% off street price. That that would be a positive. Right. Yep. Um, but I want to be like, what have you really done for your track? Right. What are you doing for racing around your area? Because I think... Exactly. I think a couple of local, like, even if you don't travel a lot, I think a lot of local racers can do good for a company if they're doing a lot on their local scene. Um, yeah, definitely, I agree. Let's see, what else does Conrad have? Um, oh, is it hurting the industry? I don't know, man. Um, the RC industry is so volatile in the first place that any little thing sways it back and forth. I think it's helping the companies could be hurting distributors and hobby shops. Could be. But you know what? There are no solid numbers out there to prove or disprove it. Right. So, um, let's see. What do I think about new drivers going to the Nationals? I think it's a good thing the way it's set up. You know, um, everybody should experience races like that, and they should get the, well, it depends on how new. I, I should be more specific on that. If you're new, but your stuff's kind of right, and you got a little bit of confidence, maybe you got more confidence than you should have. 
you should go to a national event because they're going to seed you and put you in the qualifiers where you belong and you're going to end up in the main you belong. But it's, I, I really think it, it's a great experience to get that under your belt. It's humbling and you just learn so much and you talk to pros and get setup help you weren't getting before. Like, I know Adam Drake's one of those great guys. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think I think that experience is, is invaluable. Um, it's just a different, it's a different atmosphere. You know, there's, there's tuning tips that you're not going to get at your local track, uh, or most local tracks, I should say. Um, yep. it's, it's, it's just a different level of competition. Yep. You know, you go from, uh, say a local club race where there's a couple guys that are hot and then everybody else is kind of, um, rounding out the field. Yep. To a place where guys are tenths of seconds apart from each other. For sure. You um, know, and, and, and it's an experience I think that everybody should, if they're going to take RC racing seriously, they yes. need to attend something like that. And they, they shouldn't be so sensitive. Like if they do poorly, which probably they will. Not poorly, but you know what I mean. Right. They won't do as well as they think they will. They should learn from it instead of getting overwhelmed and quitting. Right. Because the Nationals can be overwhelming. Um, one more question, then I got to run because the wife's getting ticked off at me and she's making me steak for dinner and I got to be. <laughs> uh, Conrad asks, I think this is for me. Will you ever run 10 scale? I think he means again. Because I've ran it a lot over the years. Um, I can't say yes and I can't say no. Um, the wife and I were actually talking about this on the way to the zoo today. We took the kids to the zoo. Um, I need something to excite me. And right now, for myself, 10 scale is not exciting for me. And I'm not going to go and do something because that's what the, that's why I didn't run 12 scale last year because I just needed a break and it wasn't exciting for me at the time. That's what the majority of the racers last winter did was run 12 scale. Yep. I just, it, it's some, something has to come along to make me excited for it. I don't know. Right. What about you, Shane? You, you don't run 10 scale anymore either. No, not really. I started out with 10 scale. Oh yeah, I think um, everybody It's 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 hard to run multiple classes, especially on a Thursday night club race. Yep. You know, two is like the most you could do and to do two classes effectively like I want to run, it's it's difficult. Oh, for so sure. To, you know, so to add, you know, could could you throw a you know, a stock buggy in there for a Thursday night club race. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, well, you know, get a class where you don't have to wrench. You just put the battery in. Nah, you're not a racer if you don't want to wrench on that car. It, that's, it, that's not how I'm wired. Exactly. If you get off the track and you think, I want this or I don't want that or something was slightly wrong and I'm going to look for the problem. Right. You're not trying hard enough. 
Right. All right. So uh, with that, let's end on our sponsor. Our sponsor is A&P Productions Laser Engraving Division. They did some uh, fantastic work on my chassis this year. Um, you, you've seen my Truggy chassis, haven't you? I put it up on the, uh, yep. ran out of tail on Facebook page in the beginning. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. He can do little stuff like that, laser etching, laser engraving, but also he can do your general thing like dog tags, or he can do, um, tumblers and growlers. Um, he did a flask for me for my other podcast. Um, anything you want, he can do it. He, he can do other things in metal too. He does glass, he does wood, he does some really good wood signs. Um, he does rocks, like little rocks you put in front of your house. So, um, check him out on Facebook. It's A&P Productions forward slash laser engraving division, or you give him a call at 612-309-6023. And if you do end up doing business through him, just, uh, mention our name and we'd appreciate it. Um... Oz is the owner of that, or Ryan, but everybody calls him Oz. He's a really good guy, so um, he's really easy to work with, and he pretty much understands what everybody wants. So, all right, um, with that, do you want to do an episode in Duluth? Yeah, let's do an episode in Duluth. Sounds good. Um, So, yeah, we'll see you in Duluth. So I'm Joe Zer Jr. and with me is Shane Madrinich and we'll see you next time.